This is the Cleveland Guardians Fancast with your host, Quincy Wheeler, a podcast about the Cleveland Guardians and their fans. the Cleveland Guardians Fancast. I'm your host, Quincy Wheeler. You can find us at Guardian Fancast on Twitter. You can email me at Quincy at GuardiansFancast.com. You can also find me at Quincy Wheeler one on Twitter. Again, it's been hard to get my schedule where I want it to be, so I'm sorry these podcasts haven't been regular yet. Still planning on giving you five days a week during the season. Just wanted to check in on the Guardians opening day roster and talk a little bit about the lineup that I expect to see for opening day. Looks to me as we look at the roster that Cam Gallagher has a pretty tight grip on the backup catcher spot. So it's going to require the team to open up a 40-man spot, which very much could be Jason Billis, who they added coming into spring training to take a look at him. It's possible they could DFA him and hope to sneak him through waivers as they continue to look at him in Columbus. Um, He's looked pretty good during spring training, just working on getting him to throw strikes and getting him in the Guardians pitching development machine. It's possible they want to keep him in that case. He wouldn't be one that they would trade. Otherwise, you're probably looking at, I should say, or DFA. Otherwise, you're probably looking at trading Richie Palacios or trading uh, Jose Tania, who's backed up there in the shortstop competition, although he looks amazing defensively and there's still a lot of upside to like in the bat. Maybe you see a small trade with one of those guys. I think that Brian Lavastida might get designated for assignment coming into the spring training. I I really didn't think that was a possibility because of how shallow the Guardians' depth at catcher is, but they don't really seem to be prioritizing Lavastida. They kind of bury him on the bench. I think it's possible that he would get through waivers anyway, so if they want to keep him, they could try that. But at the same time, there's probably not a huge risk because at best, Lavastita is probably going to be a backup catcher. And those are pretty fungible. You can figure out where you want to find a backup catcher whenever you need to, as the Guardians have shown with Gallagher and my, my Bruce Valoria. We'll note that I would kind of prefer the Guardians would add Valoria, even though having a right-handed hitter in the lineup isn't a bad thing with Gallagher, uh, that, as we'll talk about. And Valoria is a left-hander. I feel like that's a better placeholder for Bo Naylor, who's a left-hander. And I do think that Valoria has some interesting upside. He was fun to watch with Columbia. He, you can see that he's not as good of a framer as what you might want, but he has a good arm. He makes stops pretty well. And he just has a lot of energy at the plate, almost Juan Soto-like as he sees the ball going in. Let me emphasize, he doesn't hit or take pitches like Juan Soto does, but his demeanor at the plate reminds me a little bit of that. Excited to see the ball come in, super reactive, and that's fun to watch. So I hope he manages to find his way into the minor leagues with the Guardians and wouldn't be opposed at all to him being the one that makes the roster as the backup catcher. But I do think it'll be Cam Gallagher. You know with Gallagher that you've got a great defender who can offer that backup that you need there and spell Zanino and not lose a step at the plate. 
receiving pitches. Uh, first base and designated hitter, Josh Naylor and Josh Bell. Excited to see them do what they do. Andre Simenez at second base, Ahmed Rosario at short, third base, Jose Ramirez, left field, Stephen Kwan, center field, Miles Straw. Hopefully Straw is showing some signs, seems like he has been in spring training, of hitting the ball a little harder, making better contact, not being as passive at the plate. If Straw can just inch that WRC plus around 90, then he's an everyday player, and he's somebody who's super valuable to have in the lineup because of how great he is defensively to go along with being close to an average hitter. That would be a big step for him. So hopefully that'll be the case. Always hard to tell from spring training because of the competition they're facing, but it does seem like from what I've seen and heard and read that he's taking a little better approach. Oscar Gonzalez took a couple walks in yesterday's game, and that was very exciting to see if he can just lay off some pitches. I think there's a lot there. He hasn't really come out of the great gates hitting a lot of pitches, but again, it's just spring training. It's kind of hard to tell too much, but I do think that he is your starter in right field. And then for the bench positions, pretty confident that Gabriel Arias is going to make it as utility guy who can play almost anywhere. He's been playing very well in camp and hitting well. So I'm excited to see him get some at bats in the coming season I think Will Brennan will make it as well. The only thing with Brennan is wondering if the team might decide that they want him to spend a little more time uh, getting full-time at-bats because he won't be able to get full-time at-bats in the majors. So we'll have to see uh, how that happens. And I think he'll break camp with the team. It's one of those things you kind of have to balance. Do you want a player to... Uh, get everyday at bats or do you want them to help the major league team and provide their value to the major league team and i hope that the guardians error on the latter side do as much as you can to keep brennan sharp but keep him on the roster so that he can help the team in any aspect that he can the most interesting spot on the roster is probably that last position player spot will it be roman quinn will it be richie palacios you could possibly see Roman Quinn and Richie Palacios make it if the team wants Brennan to get some more every day at bats uh, in Columbus for a while. And as they kind of wait to see what spots might open up, see how Gonzalez fares in the coming year. But I hope that if Brennan's on the roster, you're choosing between guys like Palacios and Quinn. I also like David Fry who plays a little catcher, a little first base, a little third base, maybe even come in the outfield, but it doesn't do any of that well, but provides a good right-handed bat. It seems like from his Miley stats that he hits left-handed pitching pretty well. I would like to see that in terms of having a third catcher on the roster and having another person that you can bat for Josh Naylor if need be. Uh, it would be interesting if they would make that move, but I don't think they will. There's a lot of smoke from Guardians beat reporters about Roman Quinn making the roster. He also has been backing up Miles Strott center field in every possible game that he can, which makes you wonder if the team sees him as a guy who's just a super defender, super base runner, and can provide them something off the bench in that manner. You don't have to worry about bearing him on the bench. He can just get in the game when he needs to and don't have to worry about him staying sharp. I think there's a possibility you could see a bench of Arias, Palacios, and Quinn but I hope that it's Arias, Brennan, and Palacios to start the season uh, if there's no sign of David Fry or anything like that. I think that's what the best scenario would be for the team. Palacios puts up good at-bats. He doesn't offer any power. 
He's not a good defender, but he battles in every at-bat, so I think it's worth seeing a little bit more about what he can offer for a bench roll. Again, I wouldn't be surprised if they traded him in a small deal or traded Jose Tania to get a little bit of roster space. If they add Quinn, then you're looking at adding Quinn and Gallagher, so you definitely have to get some movement on the roster from Billis and Lavastida if you're not going to trade Palacios or Tania. The pitchers, obviously rotations set with Bieber, McKenzie, Quantrill, Savali, and Plesak. Plesak, we'll see how long that lasts. Interesting development the other day. Tom Hamilton, yesterday's game, said that Hunter Gaddis maybe was in line to make the bullpen. So I think if that's the case, your bullpen looks something like Hunter Gaddis, Tim Heron, Eli Morgan, Nick Sandlin, who's been looking really good in spring training, Angel De Los Santos, Trevor Steffen, who is really struggling in spring training. Hopefully he's just working on stuff. James Karinchek also hasn't looked good in spring training. Hopefully just working on stuff. Andy Mayo Class A. That will be your bullpen. Hopefully a real solid bullpen. I also would keep an eye on Michael Kelly and Philip Deal. Kelly, an interesting right-hander, older, but throws kind of hard. That's some interesting stuff. Philip Deal, an interesting older left-hander. Either one of those guys would be interesting to see if they make the roster. Billis already is in minor league camp, so he's not one who's going to make it. Again, adding Kelly or Deal to the roster would require you to make a roster move, and I don't know if they really have the space to do that unless they're absolutely convinced about somebody. And some of these guys might go to Columbus in hopes of being able to help the team later on, especially if they are guys who, you know, believe in what the Guardians pitching development system can do to help them. Kelly has a minor league option, so I think he's got two minor league options. So he's somebody that they could add to the roster and then send down and keep on the roster as need be. I'm not sure that's such a big deal for the last bullpen position, though. You might want somebody there that you just DFA if you want to more than you want somebody with minor league options. But it is something to think about, something to keep in mind as we consider this season ahead. That's what the roster is. We'll see how things go in the days ahead and who makes that final spot. We'll see what kind of smoke arises from the reporters and those who are talking to Tito about who's going to make the roster. Just wanted to give a little attention to the opening day lineup. I think the opening day lineup will look something like Quan, Ahmed, Jose, Josh Bell, Josh Naylor, Andres Jimenez, Oscar Gonzalez, Mike Zanino, and Miles Straw. One thing that it ends with three right-handers, which I know probably isn't Tito's preference, but I also don't know that he wants Jimenez batting lower than six. So that's pretty much where you end up with, and if that's your goal. I could see maybe Gonzalez batting six and Jimenez batting seventh, but again, Jimenez was such a great hitter last year and seems to be a good enough hitter where you don't necessarily want him batting seventh when you've got Gonzalez, who might not be as good of a hitter, and Ahmed, who certainly isn't as good as a hitter, batting ahead of him. I know many people would like to see Jimenez bat second. I would as well. I would be happy with Josh Bell or Jose if he was willing batting second. Absolutely. But I do want to offer a little defense of Tito for batting Ahmed Rosario second. I think a lot of it has to do with a confidence in Ahmed to not change his approach because Jose Ramirez is batting behind him, to still be aggressive up there, to not let it get in his head in any degree, which could happen with a younger player. 
I think most of it has to do with Ahmed's example that he sets for the rest of the team and going all out on every play and absolutely hustling every time that the ball is anywhere in contact with his bat. I think that sets an example for the whole lineup and a tone for the game, and I think Tito finds that important. It's important to keep in mind when you complain about the lineup that lineup optimization over a whole season has very little effect on things. In a short series, yes, it could matter how many times a batter, a given batter, appears in a game. And obviously, if you're burying Jose Ramirez at ninth in your lineup or eighth in your lineup, that can have effects on your team. But little switches between your top six, seven hitters over a whole season don't have a huge impact on the season. It's so important. It's not ideal to bat somebody like Ahmed, who's a league average hitter, more times than you bat somebody who's a very good hitter. But there are reasons I can see to justify to put Ahmed second. And it was effective last year for the most part, except those double plays that Ahmed hit into. The lineup performed pretty well, so I can see that continuing. I think having Josh Bell behind Jose Ramirez will be a big thing because Bell is willing to take his walks, and he's got that power. He's a good hitter. That'll be a big thing for the coming year. Josh Naylor behind Bell, also a great thing. Hopefully against left-handed pitching, you're going to see Gabriel Arias get those at-bats for Josh Naylor or maybe even get uh, Gonzalez in at DH and get Will Brennan some at-bats. He's not great against left-handed pitching, but it could be a chance for him to show that he's got a little more to offer there. Hopefully against right-handed pitching, we'll get to see uh, Will Brennan spell Oscar Gonzalez some. Not that Gonzalez is terrible against right-handed pitching. What would be ideal is to see Arias uh, come in for Ahmed against right-handed pitching more often, see Gonzalez go to DH, and see uh, Will Brennan play right field. That would be ideal against right-handed pitching, but obviously Ahmed isn't going to be a platoon player. Just hopeful that maybe there be a few more times this season they'll give Ahmed a day off and let Arias play in Ahmed's position. You know, just let it happen twice a month. That would be kind of a big thing and could possibly help the lineup because Ahmed struggles especially against right-handed pitching and really crushes left-handed pitching. So that's my defense of Tito and his lineup. I encourage fans not to get too worked up about it, because overall throughout the season, it works itself out, and there is value, there is tangible value in Ahmed setting a tone for a lineup in terms of hustle and effort, and that's something to appreciate. In fact, I would encourage us to, as the season starts, and Ahmed Rosario is still here, just appreciate what Ahmed brings to a team. Appreciate the heart that he shows, the hustle, the complete effort that he's always displaying. That means something, and it's something that we should appreciate. This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. You can find us Monday through Friday on any podcast service that you prefer. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, and download so that we can continue to produce these podcasts for your enjoyment.